On New Year's Eve 2009, we decided to come up with goals, not resolutions, for the year ahead. We wanted to take control of our lives instead of sitting back and letting life happen to us or pass us by. Every year since, we've created a bucket list that encouraged each other and worked toward achieving our goals throughout the year. In 2012, we started to document our journey in our blog, The Great Goal Rush. I'm Chris. And I'm Lissa. And this is The Great Goal Rush Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Chris and Lissa's Great Goal Rush Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Chris. And in the other room downstairs is my lovely co-host wearing a sweater that is quite ridiculous, Lissa. Hi, I'm wearing Christmas clothes because it's it's the spirit and the seasons inside of me. Actually, it's not. And that's what we're going to get to today. So right off the bat, it's been a while. It's been my fault. Um, You know, with everything going on right now, I haven't been in the best of moods to record podcasts because every single time we have a podcast, it's a stark reminder that we can't get goals done. So the thing that drives us throughout the course of the year is all but gone. So it stinks. And I don't like that reminder, but I do enjoy this podcast with you. So I would like to apologize to our 4 million and 75 listeners. Now you say one, I say 4 million and 75 because that's really what the streets say. But I'd like to apologize to all of our listeners and I will make sure that I do better. Well, I got to say, haven't been listening as a podcast listener, have not been listening to a lot of the podcasts that I typically listen to because I do so in the car during my commute. And I was looking at a podcast I subscribed to today and I think I have 140 back yeah issues if you will i won't (laughs) or if you would rather uh backlog of podcasts not issues but um that's a lot i just don't i don't listen to i can't i don't i mean i listen to certain podcasts when i feed the baby and do certain things but like that was you're talking about four hours of podcasts every single day when i would drive yeah and you have to prioritize which ones you want to listen to i'm with you like I have to choose between, and you have to do the same thing. Do you want to look at TV and zone out? Do you want to read a book and zone out? Or do you want to listen to a podcast and zone out? I mean, I listen to my podcast now in the shower and when I cook. Those are the only times you have time to. And I have to be in very specific moods. Like, for example, on Sundays, on the weekends, I might do more like, I don't want to say, I'll say a deeper conversation type of podcast where during the week I like to do more docu-series podcasts about, you know, real life events. And then I have all these frivolous ones. The frivolous ones are actually the ones that I have a hard time getting to. Yeah, because they're frivolous and they're not really important. But go back to that point. Why do you want to do serious ones, more deeper conversations on Sundays? Um, More like like reflective, be be a better person type of podcasts. Why do I start the week? Yeah, I guess so. Just like, I'd rather have, I don't know, like yesterday I listened to an interview with Maya Angelou. That's so noble (laughs) of you. (laughs) Like I wanted to hear some, some inspiration and things to motivate me and to, how'd that work out for you? It, I'm a, I'm now a poet. Um, (laughs) I have worked with some of our greatest leaders. I'm really good friends with Oprah. So it's changed my life. Ah, one podcast. See that, folks? 
stop what you're doing and listen to a podcast. It'll change yeah, your life. But like someone who's profound and s- still like the air I rise. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. Even though I do like that poem. Uh, I, well, I, you should. You bought it and hung I it know, up on the that's wall. I said. I do like that one because it is a, a testament to someone's will. So I, I do like that. Um, so yeah, yeah, let's go back to what we were talking about before. We've been stuck at home. Uh, Safely. I, I would say like everyone else, but unfortunately, I don't think that's been the case. So we have been stuck at home for a good eight months, going on nine, however long it's been. And when I say stuck at home, I mean, we are at home. We go out to the grocery store, of course. Um, We've gone to a park or two where Mm -hmm. we're completely spread out and there is not a soul in sight. We take a lot of walks outside. You take walks outside. We exercise outside. But we have not done anything. That means that includes hanging out with friends for the most part. I mean, I have not. For sure. Yeah, you haven't. I had uh, shortly after we moved, a number of people came over to. I mean, one I should say, a, time. a yeah. couple of people came over. Yeah, one at a time, and we kept our distance, distance, and we stayed outside. Yep. And um, it was nice to see people. Like sure. really, really, really nice to see people. But I haven't been inviting anyone over because I just I want to keep it tight. Like I just don't even want to put. I mean. And it also goes back to what we've talked about a billion times. If we can't have the same type of conversations or experiences when in this current state, like I can't have the same, I don't feel comfortable having the same type of interactions that I had before. Mm -hmm. And it's a, a really, you know, it's, it's a stark reminder when you're 20 feet away you know, I'm eating out of the back seat of my, the trunk that I lifted up so that I have a place to, to go. Cause it was raining this one day and my friends in the garage again, 20 feet away in her chair. So it's like, do you want to have, <laughs> like, it's just a stark reminder of how things used to be. Yeah. It, <laughs> like I, now we're eating that. in a garage. Right. It's all or nothing for me though. <laughs> like, I don't want that. It's like, well, we'll try to make this work, even though it's not really working. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel right. Uh, and you're, how do you focus on having a good time when you're still concerned about your safety? Like what if your friend coughs or what are your friend sneezes? And now you're freaked out like, Oh, get away from me. And And because at that point you don't have a mask on. Yeah. In that case, we, we got pizza. We tried to, you know, we were again, tried to be far, far away from each other and it was fine. It was, it was nice to see her and other people were in similar situations other people were here over simmer over. Oh my God. I can't speak. It's been a while since we've podcasted. Other people will, were over here in similar conditions. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I don't know. I, I'm not an all or nothing type of person, but I've become more and more. You have now. Like, well, yeah. If I can't like, what's the point of, of having Thanksgiving with my family? If we're all eating in separate rooms, like, like, let's just not do this. Like, let's stop trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. So like, Let's just, you know, see each other in these new rules and not abide by any of the normal social constructs or rules or traditions that we had before. And like, I'm thinking about this, you know, we are considering, we're considering letting my parents take the baby overnight, Mm -hmm. which is like the easiest thing we can possibly do. She sleeps for the most part overnight and then wakes up, we'd pick her up. But then the next day I was like, this will be a good time for us to make our yearly cookies. 
So we'll come, I'll come over, pick her up, you know, while she's there, we'll make the cookies. My mom was like, I'll set up the card table so that you're in a totally separate area from when I, where I'm making my cookies. And we always wear masks. So like, you know, it's, it, we're, we're, we're safe, even if we're near, near each other, but it's like, it's just, it's just, again, a stark reminder of like my mom and I would normally make cookies around the table, drinking wine and watching a Christmas movie. And now it's like, I'll be making cookies over here while you make cookies over there. It's just like this lack of intimacy that is just so, you know, it's just so depleted from my life, except for you. Like when, then you had the total opposite where it's like, if I see Chris or the baby one more time. Yep. <laughs> well, I think like, that's been a struggle for both of us is that, you know, the baby's almost eight months and we have had her nonstop 24 hours of the day. There has been no break there. We can't drop her off at our parents' house. There's no daycare. There's no babysitting. There's nothing. We are, we are responsible the entire time. So if we could have, you know, just like most people, and I'm not saying everyone's had this opportunity, but all my friends I can think about, you know, used to talk about as the baby got older, they drop them off at their parents' house mm-hmm. or they had daycare or something. And so they had some sort of a brain break and we have not been fortunate. Like right now we're recording this podcast and she's sleeping. Um, well, now we could record the podcast when she's up, but of course there'd be interruptions and you would be focused on if she's okay and she's safe. So go ahead. I had a meeting this past week and, and this is the, the, the difference is like, you're, I, you know, not just naturally, I have to take on more of the responsibility with the baby, at least for the morning time. Well, it's not naturally, I, but the baby loves you more. Yeah, sure. Um, for work. So you can, and your, your, your job makes it a little bit more difficult, I guess, for her to be involved, but I don't know if you know anyone who has a baby this young and is able to teach, but either way, I, I tried to be respectful because I do have more flexibility. And at this point I'm kind of like, I don't really care if the baby shows up on my, my calls. Like it just is what it is. And it has to be this way. And I'm not going to feel guilty or ashamed or whatever. And I have to continue. This is actually a really good exercise for me because I'm not good at distractions mm-hmm. and I need to focus if I, if I need to focus on one thing at one time. And I have a hard time speaking when I have distractions in front of me. So she's been really good at kind of building up that muscle this past week. I was just thinking about like, I'm having this meeting about an issue that I'm experiencing. And I don't typically like to put her on video because I think I hate her being a distraction and people are like, Oh, look a baby. And it's mm-hmm. like, I, I don't want to be an attention grab, but I needed to be on video in this one call. So she's on the call jumping up and down, jumping up and down, jumping up and down while I'm trying to like, I'm holding her up cause she wants to stand up and I'm trying to be act like a professional woman and talk about serious things. And okay. I started to get like really hot. I'm sweating because like I'm lifting her up. I'm putting her down. I'm her yeah. You can't do anything. I mean, it's it, just like, <laughs> but this goes, back to, mess. this goes back to your point where, um, you were talking about making cookies with your mom, drinking wine, watching Christmas movies. And this is the empathy portion where, you know, I always say I, I, I try to lead, lead my life with empathy anyway. And it's hard to at this point because I, I get the frustration and I get like, you know, everyone was trying to have Thanksgiving together. And we kept saying like, you know, and I know we're, we're, we're trying to cross our fingers and hope that people will make it for next Thanksgiving. But like, let's hope that there is next Thanksgiving. You can't mm-hmm. just 
do this Thanksgiving because it's like, well, we got to do Thanksgiving. It's like everything about the world right now is telling you not to have your normal traditional Thanksgiving, not to have your hanging out with your friends and family, not to make your cookies the traditional way where you guys used to sit down and watch movies hey, and wine. Like if you can't do it this year, you can't do it. You can right. always do it next year. I know we're trying, you know, tomorrow's not never promised. I understand that. But I'll tell you what's not promised is your health. And if you get, keep messing around and doing stupid stuff, well, yeah. it's not just your health. Rough. It's your, it's, it's my, my motivation has always been less about me and more about keeping my parents and those who I love safe. And I mean, I, I, I that's, and, and really when I think about the things that I don't do, it's more like I, it is my duty to not, to not create or, or perpetuate an environment or, or add to the stress of our hospital system. So like, that's always the thing that I'm thinking of. I'm not thinking about like my personal safety for the most part. It's like, I'm thinking about the big picture of like, I don't want this action that I'm doing to contribute to some person who is, has put their life on the line to keep us safe and healthy. And that we're just like, it's a slap in the face for, for all of those, all of the the healthcare workers. That's my bigger responsibility. But what's unfortunate about that is that's how you feel. And I, I don't think that most people feel like that. I think people are selfish and of course not our listeners, but I think that some people are selfish and they're worried about themselves and they see other people. Now that's whatever motivates someone to be safe. I don't care what it is. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about they're selfish as in, well, I'm going to go out anyway and live my life and then put up the ultimate, you know, middle finger to the uh, first responders and stuff. Like I, I have been, I have been, I have gotten into many conversations about this with you and others. And it's like, on one hand, I'm like, I'm over, I'm over the constant anger I feel about people who aren't abiding by rules. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm over feeling that way, but I'm also, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like, it's resentful, but then there's no, what's the point of being that way? Then it's like, well, let me just live my life and do what I can do. And I'm with um, you. I wish I was, I wish I felt that exact same way, except I still hold so much anger towards these people because now they're messing with our lives and our daughter's life and our parents' life. So, you know, you're in charge of your own life. You want to go ahead and mess around and do something stupid for yourself, then go ahead. Right. But now you're affecting me. Right. And that's when I get upset. So, you know, if someone wants to practice loose behavior and, and do whatever they want to do that's their life. But when I see you in the store and you don't have a mask on, now you're affecting my life and everyone else's life and even first responders for that matter. So the ones that that, they allegedly care so much about and have flags on their cars to, you know, memorialize or to it's, it's, it's just, it's just frustrating. But again, it's like, we've had, how many conversations have we've had? And I've said, you can only control your behavior that's it like of course but it still doesn't stop me from being upset and seeing someone without a mask on because if people live their life the way you said you live yours we would not be be in this mess right now we would have been over with this back in may june at the latest right people would wear a mask (laughs) and care about other people but they don't 
If Chris came home one more time to tell me how many people in a store weren't wearing masks, I was going to kill him. You know, because honestly, what I want to do is jack them up against the wall and say, what the are you what are you doing? But then I wouldn't want to do that because then they'd be breathing down my head. And he comes home and he's like, and this person wasn't wearing masks. And this person had what I'm like, I don't care. Like, I can't. I can't. Can I just say one thing about the mask before we yeah. stop? The only thing I'm going to say is the time to put your mask on is in your car. <laughs> before you get out to walk to the store. The time to put your mask on is not when you're walking up to the store when the doors are about to open and then you put your mask on because you want to suck up that last bit of freedom before you walk into the store. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's what, what's happening. Put your mask on in the car. Take it off after you get back in your car because it can still spread in open space even though you're outside. And when I happen to be walking by you and you're fumbling around trying to find your mask, I still try to stay away from you because I don't want your breath. That's it. No, I don't want your breath either. Well, that's fine. But I will have a mask on, so don't worry about that. But you've had to smell my breath for the past 20 <laughs> years, so sorry. So needless to say, it is the year of derailment. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we're talking about three, four, three weeks left in this year. And our goals next year will look totally different. I don't even know what life is like beyond this. And I try not to think about it that often because, you know, I can't control anything and I'm just trying to take it day by day, but I don't even, I don't even know what to do other than just like, I mean, there are going to be goals that are so in-house centric or local. (laughs) So it's kind of a fun thing to Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like when the vaccine comes out and it's safe, and I do believe like that will happen probably middle to end of next year, where people start feeling safe to go out and do certain things. I don't know if that requires mask or no mask, but maybe that, you know, in October of next year, people feel safe going into restaurants and eating. I don't know, something like that. Um, I'm not, but I'm not making my goals based on that possibility. But I'm also not hampering my goals because of that. I'm still going to mm. add something on there that I'm hoping that the world goes back to normal. Oh, so see, I, I'm not. No, I need to because it's something yeah. that I want to do. I got so you. If I, if I can get to it, then great. But I don't want to say, no, I'm not going to add that because the world won't be where it's supposed to. I, I don't know, but I'm going to add it. I can't just sit there and, and not. It's stupid. I don't think I have any grand ones like that, that I can, I, I mean, I can't even think, I can't even think about that possibility. So mine will likely just be taking advantage of the situation we're in now and making goals around. I think we need to have like, this is breaking news. <laughs> One maybe, aspirational. <laughs> no, we, what we need to do is have like two lists for each of us, like a, a list that we think we can complete the way the world is right now. And then mm-hmm. the, okay, if we go back to normal, then this is the other goals that I would like to accomplish. So like, for example, the ones this year that I wanted to go to New York. Well, mm-hmm. we're not going to New York. So those obviously can't get done. Not for lack of wanting, but we just can't. Um, you know, even a, taking a trip with the baby. Mm-hmm. We can't do that either because, I mean, we could, but like, why would we right. do that? Yeah, I got, I got it. I got you. I don't know. Maybe. Just, just throwing that out there. But, you know, it's hard. It's also it's hard to focus on, you know, our, our goals when you see people close to you suffering from this. Yeah, I know. It's like, which I've, you know, that's always been tough when it's like, 
you want to continue to live your life and to be joyful, but it is hard to. And I, you know, even (laughs) I was, you know, this, but like, this is, this is like the most ridiculous and frivolous thing I've probably cried about this year, but I was on the elliptical down, not the elliptical, whatever machine we have downstairs. Oh my God. Put respect on the Peloton. Peloton. Sorry. I was on the Peloton watching the Macy's day parade and the problem which, you know, is my little annual thing, like everyone else. And I just want to see Santa for God's sake. So I'm watching it. And afterwards I'm just so depressed. And I started crying because it's like, I don't, we're, we're just so, why are we trying to force this fake joy and happiness and tied up in a little (laughs) bow? And I think the straw that broke the camel's back was seeing the float from South Dakota and all the little presidents and, and, and it's to en- encourage tourism, I think. And it's like South no, it Dakota is, is South Dakota. <laughs> reeling from yeah. this. And, and it, it just seems so backwards. Like we're, I don't know if we're dealing with this as a collectively as a country, like our emotions, like it's just so, it's just so tough for me to watch. It's, it was such a weird thing to trigger that response but I, I just felt it and I, I felt sad. And, you know, I've, sense. I've read articles about people mourning elements of their lives that they no longer have. And it's whether, you know, it, it's true. And then on, then the other part of me is like, what the fuck are you complaining about? Like exactly. you're in a house, you're exactly. healthy. Yep. Like, yeah, you don't have all of the social, but I mean, the social things are kind of the backbone of human humans lives I don't have all the obligations and commitments that I once had. So part of me does feel like it's a little bit dead, but you know, it's, it's just a weird, it's just weird. So I, I, and then you go into a greater shame spiral because you're like, at least I am. I'm like so disgusted by the fact that I'm even complaining about missing some of these elements of what used to be my life that I'm like, ew, gross. Like, so it's just, a. am sorry. Go ahead. No, that's it. No, I don't think you're complaining. I think it's okay to feel sad. Like, oh man, I remember when, oh, I wish I could. That's not complaining. That's, you can feel bad about something because you don't have it the way you used to have it. But again, I don't think you've ever complained. That's not complaining to me. No, but it's still just like not, my 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 brain is not focused on the things that I have. And it's instead, it's focused briefly on the things that I no longer have. Yeah, but we so, all lose sight of that every single yeah. day. So like you can complain like, oh man, I wish I had blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, a part of you could say, well, at least I'm alive and healthy. Like you shouldn't complain. Right. Like you can always do that no matter what stage of your life you're at. Right. So I don't know if you, I don't know if that's something to, to, to harp on, but I do understand feeling bad or down because things aren't normal. But to me, I keep going back to this, you know, you've been on this earth for 37 years and this has been eight your mouth. months of your life. If you live to be a hundred years old and one year of your life was to be lived like this, you'll get over it. You'll be just mm-hmm. fine. If you mm-hmm. get out of this unscathed and you're healthy and your family's healthy. Yes, this was a big time inconvenience, but you'll be just fine. You'll be able to go back and do whatever you wanted to do. It's just your some some elements of your life has been paused. Yes, on top of having a baby, which totally derails people's lives anyway. So it's sure. just a it's a number of 
gut punches, I guess, that have occurred. And then there are times where I'm like, I'm so overwhelmed with joy that I get to be home with a baby because I've been able to watch her grow. And, you know, now she's, um, you know, she has a job and she's contributing to this family. And, know you know, she, she's. I haven't seen that paycheck. <laughs> yes. Dinner every night. Nope. <laughs> And I'm like, this is amazing. This is such an amazing time I get to spend with her. But, you know, it's not, let's just say that I have, I never, ever dreamed of being a mom or a mother. Like that was never the role that I thought, you know, that's the, that's not the only role I ever thought I would play. Like mm-hmm. that one role where some people get joy out of that and their, it's their life's ambitious and fulfillment. I personally don't like, I consider, I, I want to be the best mother I can be and or not even mother. I want to be the best caretaker and take care of her and love her and help her grow into a, uh, a, a well-balanced adult. But like, it never was something that I aspired to be, but now that I am, I want, you know, I want to be the best I can. So that's been a hard thing to, to when, you know, I, I never in my wildest dreams thought that I would be essentially a stay at home mom. No, you're not and, a stay-at-home and mom. A work, and a working mom. Like You're a working things. mom. You're not a stay-at-home mom. You're a working mom. That I'm, a stay, to be I'm a stay-at-home at home. mom while working. No, and you're working at home. You're working. I'm working okay, whatever, however you want to call it, whatever you want to call it, that's that's what I am. And it's like, I, I you know, all, all the parents are doing it. But mm-hmm. this was the, this was, there, I guess so. You know, I've, I've, I was talking to somebody I work with about it, and and they were saying how this is such a, you know, you, I should consider myself lucky, and I, I do, but it goes back to what we talked about. I think on the last podcast three months ago, when <laughs> um, we don't we don't know what life is like parenting outside of this. So it's like I'm there's a part of me that's a little jealous of people who are like, I'm like, oh, you you got to experience life the first few months of your child's life freely without a pandemic going on. That's really cool. I wish I could. But then on the other hand, I'm like, I, I get to stay home with her for eight months at this point. So, you know, I, I vacillate between gratitude and despair. <laughs> I mean, I think that's very fair. It, uh, it, uh, in a normal world, I would have spent two weeks and then gone back to work. Right. And then I go, I remember laying in bed, you, you took the baby early on and I was laying in bed crying, great gratitude tears. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so thankful Chris is home right now. And whether it's two weeks, a month, whatever, whatever period of time it was, I was like, I'm so thankful. I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> there she is. Yeah. I'm so overwhelmed by your, you being able to help out this much because of the conditions we're in. It was just, you know, it's been, it's been wild. I think we, we're going to end up talking. If we do podcasts every month, we're going to end up talking about the same subject each time. No, we won't. <laughs> this. No, I think this will be the longest we talk about uh, the COVID, the COVID. But if oh, anyone shit. can hear in the background, our, our baby's back from her uh, midnight job. She worked the uh, night shift. Sure, she always works the night. She's actually a Grubhub driver. Is she? I yeah. thought it was Uber. Well, she does Uber both. Eats, man. It, the, it's the hustle economy, so she's got to. She does what get she does. What she does, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, are we, is the wrap? Um, she can hang out by herself for a little bit, but do you have anything else you want to talk about? Yikes! You made it sound like we're great parents. <laughs> no, she. 
she's gonna she get home. I know she's gonna have some herself. coffee. I get it. It's fine. <laughs> She'll probably read the you know the sports or the the funnies or something like that. I don't know. Um, no, I think this is a a good episode to kind of get back into the swing of things and to let people know where our minds are. And I can't say this enough. I just hope people stay safe. And, you know, this is going to be a really tough couple of months based on where everyone is with health and, you know, money and evictions and all that other type of stuff. I don't want to get into that, but mm. you know, it just, I just hope people are safe. I hope people mentally are healthy as well as physically. And um, yeah, maybe we'll, we, hopefully we can put some smiles on faces and a little joy whenever you listen to this. That's all. It didn't put a smile on my face. So you failed. I didn't say put a smile on your face, their faces who listen. Okay. But you smiled throughout this. Yeah. You're smiling right now. Black hole sun esh, but <laughs> you still you're smiling. Um, no, that's it. So we're going to do this every week now. Every week. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Can you handle it? I, of course I can handle it. Okay. Can you handle it? Can you handle it? Uh, we're good. Okay. okay. We're not going back and forth. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Visit www.greatgoalrush.com for our bucket list archive. And if you want to follow us on social, you can find us on Facebook at Great Goal Rush. Thanks for listening.